as hard as you can. She wins Oscars and beauty pageants like it's easy or something. But her beautifulness is only matched and surpassed by her talent, delivering powerful, heart-wrenching performances that pull the tears straight out of my face, while also doing lots of films that make us laugh and showing us that she can kick some serious ass. Halle Berry is one of a kind. Aspiring actresses from all around the world would do unimaginable horrific things just to be close to her level. But it wasn't easy for Miss Halle Berry. She fought hard and is still fighting hard to this day. No, not every film she makes is, uh, well, you know, good. In fact, you can see quite a few stinkers when you're scrolling through her IMDb. But have these stinking stinkers slowed her down any bit? Have they cat-scratched her legacy? I just have so many questions. Like, you know, what is she up to? Where has she been? How did she get here? But I guess what I really want to know is, what the fuck happened to Halle Berry? Fuck, am I supposed to go? I don't know where the fuck I, I am. Don't give a fuck where you go. Okay, you're gonna ask about the school you have. Didn't motherfucker swing away from me. Swing, motherfucker, that's coming. Yo, goddammit, I'm trying to get some motherfucking money from my brother here. Goddammit. Before we begin, please like, share, and subscribe, and make sure you click that notification bell to get those notifications on future content. Thanks for watching and enjoy the show. So yeah, but to truly understand what the f**k happened to Halle Berry, we must begin at the beginning, and the beginning began when she was born, on her birthday, of all days, what a coincidence, 1966, Anno Domini, Cleveland, Ohio. She began modeling in the 80s and won Miss Teen All-American in 1985, and Miss Teen Ohio USA in 1986 which led to being named first runner-up in 1986's Miss USA contest. Her interview for the contest was awarded the highest score by the judges and she spoke of wanting to become an entertainer or having something to do in the world of media. Miss Ohio! So yeah, staying true to her speech, Barry followed up her successful modeling career by moving to New York City to pursue acting. So that's what you do, apparently. Where she had a crash course in just how hard this business can be. And she quickly ran out of money and briefly lived in a homeless shelter. And yes, many people, when they reach that point, would probably give up on their silly little acting dream, but no, not Halle Berry. Not having a home or money wasn't gonna stop her. So yeah, this homeless beauty queen fought harder, never giving up on her true passion. And as we all know, that hard work eventually paid off, and her first step to success was a role in the Who's the Boss spin-off, Living Dolls, which received horrible reviews and was canceled after 12 episodes. So after that show was canceled, she moved to Los Angeles. That's what you do, apparently. Where she was featured in many small roles in shows like A Different World, Season 4, Episode 15, and They Came From Outer Space, Season 1, Episode 16. Her first big screen role came by way of a Spike Lee joint. And you would think that a beautiful young girl like Halle Berry would be cast for her looks at this point in her career. But no, Spike Lee saw what she could truly be and cast her as a dirty drug addict. 
in the film Jungle Fever. And right away, Halle Berry showed the world that she was committed to delivering an authentic performance. So she went all method as this meth head, not actually doing meth, but she didn't bathe for two weeks. A true artiste who relies on her talents rather than the good looks that the good lord cursed her with. She would follow that up with a supporting role in a film called Strictly Business, and she would appear as a stripper in The Last Boy Scout. Can't you fucking drive? <laughs> then she would star alongside Eddie Murphy in a film called Boomerang in 1992. And after seeing Halle Berry's audition, Eddie Murphy was so impressed that he refused to see any other actresses. He was like, she's the one, hire her, now. Boomerang would make a strong 131 million, and many consider this to be an underrated classic. Barry's next film would be an underperforming Patrick Swayze film called Fatherhood. At the box office, this one opened at number 15. Halle Berry would finish the year 1993 by appearing in what has come to be known as one of the best football films to be ever made, ever, in all of the history of all time of football and, and film. It's called The Program. And I actually can remember the first time I saw Halle Berry. It was in 1994, in a movie theater, watching The Flintstones. Yabba-dabba-doo. She plays secretary Miss Sharon Stone. Sharon Stone. I, I get it now. And of course, The Flintstones is not a great film, but uh, you know, us 90s kids, we still kind of love it, so f*** off. 1995 would see Halle Berry star alongside Jessica Lange in Losing Isaiah playing a crack-addicted woman. But this one only made $7.6 million off a $17 million budget. But, you know, $7.6 million? You can still buy a lot of crack with that. In 1996, we would see her jump back into action, alongside Kurt Russell and Steven Seagal in Executive Decision. This right here is a pretty solid action flick, and it does exactly what it needs to do. It delivers the goods and Halle Berry would receive a prestigious Blockbuster Entertainment Award nomination for Favorite Actress in an Adventure-slash-Drama. Way to go. Get him, wizard. She next would star alongside... Jim Belushi. Or James Belushi, depending on his mood in the film Race the Sun. Many people consider this film to be a Cool Runnings, but with solar cars, just not as good as Cool Runnings because it, it, they're solar cars. Audiences were not very interested in this one and it only made 1.9 million. Didn't really make that many people rich. Speaking of being rich, Halle Berry would play the wife of a rich man in a movie called The Rich Man's Wife. And Roger Ebert, the guy with the thumbs, the mighty thumbed one, said that this film was a solid thriller for the first 94 minutes and is completely ruined by the last 60 seconds. The year 1997 would bring us BAPS. B-A-P-S. Reviews for BAPS were pretty horrid, with the mighty thumbed one giving it a rare zero-star review, calling it jaw-droppingly bad and stupid. This film cost like 10 million buckaroos, but would only make 7.3 million buckaroos back. So yeah, not exactly the high point of Halle Berry's career, but at least she looks like she's having fun. I don't know, it looks funny to me. 
1998, we would see Halle Berry star alongside Warren Beatty in the film Bullworth, about a politician trying to avoid being assassinated while also getting his groove back. Bullworth was praised for its depiction of race, poverty, and the corrupt hypocrisy of our political system and it would receive an Oscar nomination for Best Original Screenplay. And Halle Berry would get an NAACP Image Award nomination for Outstanding Actress. However, the film, which cost $30 million, would make less than $1 million at the box office. But it is a very interesting gem of a movie, and Halle Berry is wonderfully perfect in this one. Check it out, it really says 1998. And she would close out 1998 by appearing in a film called Why Do Fools Fall in Love? It received mixed reviews and would make 12.4 million at the box office. In 1999, she would receive several well-deserved awards, including an Emmy for her portrayal of Dorothy Dandridge in the HBO film Introducing Dorothy Dandridge. You've got the power to hypnotize me. With Halle Berry's rise through those 1990s, it seemed like it was time for her to finally tackle something truly massive. And then the new millennium came, and she would star as Storm, of the big screen adaptation of that popular comic book called X-Men. And let's be honest, could you have imagined anyone else but Halle Berry playing Storm? She's perfect. Critics found the film to be respectful of the source material, with great action and great acting. And yeah, this one pretty much started the cinematic superhero trend that has lasted f***ing decades. X-Men had a $75 million price tag and would go on to gross $296.3 million worldwide. Do you know what happens to a toad when it's struck by lightning? The same thing that happens to everything else. And then Halle Berry was involved in a hit and run. Yikes. But I'm sure she's sorry and has learned her lesson. Yeah. Reporting live from West Hollywood, Jason Carroll, CBS 2 News. In the year 2001, we would see Halle Berry, we would, we would see a lot of Halle Berry actually, in the film Swordfish. Critics said that the film had little to no plot and was overblown with action sequences that made no sense. But you know what? That's kind of why I liked the movie. Then later that year, in the year 2001, she starred in perhaps the biggest film of her entire career, Monster's Ball, playing the wife of a convicted murderer, Puff Daddy, who's struggling to raise her son, while falling in love with Billy Bob Thornton, who happens to be the, the executioner guy. Critical response to the film was very strong across the board, with every single person in the world praising Halle Berry's performance, calling it the best of the year and the best of her career. And, you know, one of the best of all time, actually. Like, you knew right away that you were watching a master class of acting and how to honestly and powerfully and truthfully deliver tragedy to the screen. And, of course, she would win a well-deserved Best Actress Oscar at the Academy Awards 
making her the first black actress to be given this award. And yeah, she was an absolute shoe in that award season. It was just like, yeah, Halle Berry. This is the year of Halle Berry. No other actress should have even made a movie that year. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> She breaks down and bears her soul to the cameras. It is one of the finest performances delivered by a human being. You feel her pain, it jumps off of the screen, and it buries itself deep inside your heart, breaking it, shattering it into a million pieces. And what do you do after you win an Oscar? Well, you go on the Bernie Mac show, and then you go do a Bond movie. Yes, that's right, Halle Berry would become a Bond girl alongside Pierce Brosnan and die another day. Who sent you? Your mama. And she told me to tell you she's really disappointed in you. And yeah, as you know, it's, it's one of the worst James Bond movies ever. But some people appreciate this as a throwback to the old-school Bond films, while updating the action for modern times. Modern for the year 2002. But I think they're just, they're just making excuses. But yeah, what do I know? Audiences seemed fine with this one. They went to go see it, at least. And it made nearly half a billion dollars. But yeah, it, it's, it's, it's horrible. It's stupid. Come on. I told you all was a jinx! And this one would make us think that Halle Berry would be the next victim of that dreaded Oscar curse. You know, the curse that's happened to so many actors and actresses. After doing their best, they just can't seem to keep up and shockingly do horrible movies right after. This dreaded, dreaded curse has taken down such greats as Cuba Gooding Jr., Sandra Bullock, Adrian Brody, and many more. But would it take down Halle Berry? Let's find out. In 2003, Halle Berry would mess with the weather some more, would change the climate, reprising her role as Storm in the film X2, X-Men United. Halle Berry actually, at the last minute, dropped out of the film Geely to reprise her role as Storm. So yeah, it could have been much worse for Halle Berry. The critical consensus of X2 was overwhelmingly positive with many people calling it one of the best comic book films of all time. It would go down to make 408 million buckaroos. And yeah, of course, what can you say? She does a great storm. Halle Berry would finish 2003 by starring in a spooky ghost movie called Gothica. Critical response to the film was low, though, saying that Halle Berry was really great, but the film was not so great and her wonderful performance could not save this not-so-great film. However, it did make a lot of money, and brought us a Limp Biscuit music video. Then came one of the most infamous bombs of all time, Catwoman. <laughs> the film had been developed as far back as 1995, and was supposed to be directed by Tim Burton, starring Michelle Pfeiffer. After Warner Brothers cancelled their Batman v Superman movie, they had a huge hole in their schedule. So they are just like, yeah, let's just throw a cat in that hole. And they decided to quickly produce a Catwoman movie. And they offered it up to Halle Berry because they had just cancelled her Jinx movie. 
a James Bond spin-off film. Yeah, that's right, they tried to make a Jinx movie. But don't worry, instead of that we got... Catwoman. The film would be heavily criticized for its laughable action sequences. It just looks like a really bad music video. Many people downright hated this movie, with one reviewer saying that it's so bad that Halle Berry should give her Oscar back as a penalty, but she would go on to win the coveted worst actress at the Golden Raspberry Awards, the Razzies. And you know what? Halle Berry actually showed up to the ceremony with her Oscar in hand, proudly accepting her Razzie. You know what? That's actually kind of awesome. That's really awesome, actually. After voicing Cappy in the $206 million grossing animated film Robots, and getting an Emmy nomination for the TV movie Their Eyes Were Watching God, Halle Berry would again reprise her role as Storm in... X-Men The Last Stand. Halle Berry said that after X2, she would not return to the role unless the character was given more to do. And this led to Storm's storyline being beefed up a bit for this film. And it was reported that Halle Berry did not get along with the director of the previous X-Men films, Brian Singer. And she would not return if Mr. Singer was involved. And after she found out that this guy was not returning to direct, it made it a lot easier for Halle Berry to jump back in the storm. But X-Men The Last Stand was absolutely slaughtered by the critics, who found that it lacked the depth of the previous films. However, audiences didn't really mind the lack of that depth, with 234 million grossed in North America and 449 million grossed worldwide. But yeah, it's it's like it's like really really bad. Then she did a movie called Perfect Stranger with Bruce Willis. It wasn't an outright bomb, but it wasn't successful either considering the talent involved. Speaking of talent, she would finally get to show that she had some again in the film Things We Lost in the Fire in 2007. She would play a grieving widow again, and this film would receive mostly universal praise, especially for the performances. Halle Berry once again proving that she still has what it takes to develop a proper dramatic performance. This acting monster could still ball. However, Things We Lost in the Fire didn't exactly make a lot of money. Uh, it actually lost money in the fire. Halle Berry then took a break from acting and nobody heard from her for years. But she did get a star on the Walk of Fame in Hollywood during that time, so, so it's all good. And after her break from acting that lasted a couple years, Halle Berry would finally return in the film Frankie and Alice. He received mostly negative reviews, but Halle Berry earned universal praise for her amazing performance. So it wasn't that good of a movie, but it was a great performance, even resulting in a Golden Globe nomination, if you care about the Golden Globes. <laughs> 2011, we would see Halle Berry in a holiday collaboration film starring half of frickin' Holly Weird in a film called New Year's Eve, playing a nurse to Robert De Niro, who really wants to see some balls drop in Times Square. The film received negative reviews. A lot of people went to go see this movie with a lot of people in it. It made 142 million. Now 
What do you think? You look hot. In the year 2012, Halle Berry would star alongside her future ex-husband, Oliver Martinez, in Dark Tide. The movie is about sharks and courage running deep or something. That's what the tagline on the poster says. It received a rare 0% on those tomatoes that are rotten.com. And I always trust tomatoes. Tomatoes. So it's like, oh my goodness, this Oscar winner, she's in movies that are at 0% and aren't making any money. Oh my goodness, she needs to do something big. She needs a big, big hit. Hopefully her next movie will be a big, big hit. And her next movie was definitely big and kind of confusing. It was called Cloud Atlas. She was a member of an ensemble cast. This film is about how souls progress through time or something, I think. It really confused critics and just people in general. But, you know, this is one of those movies that appears on a lot of people's favorite lists and a lot of people's least favorite lists. One of those best and worst movies ever made. It divided us as a nation. But this huge, massive epic would be a huge, massive, epic bomb for Halle Berry. Yet another one. However, in the years since its release, Halle Berry has spoken favorably of the film, saying that she really likes it and is very proud of her work in it. And she loves the totality of all the characters. And you know what? Halle Berry and Tom Hanks, their, their segment is actually my favorite part of this film. Cloud Atlas. President Council swear by special order. Say, I can't go play Lady Sanmi for every fake twisty wrong and click fingers make right. In 2013, she would appear in another ensemble film called Movie 43. This movie has been called the Citizen Kane of Awful and is widely considered to be one of the worst of all time. Yet somehow it made $32 million at the box office. People like their horrible, stupid, silly, funny, gross things, I guess. I know I do. Are you circumcised? She would finish 2013 by starring in the film called The Call as a 911 operator. And this film would show the world that Halle Berry could still headline a movie and fill seats in the cinemas. It made a respectable $68.6 .6 million, with critics once again praising Halle Berry's performance. And she would be nominated for both a BET Award and a Teen Choice Award. 2014, we would see Halle Berry reprise, reprise, reprise her role as Storm in the crossover film X-Men Days of Future Past. And this film has been called one of the best X-Men films, and I think I, I agree. And this X-Men film right here, it ranks as Halle Berry's highest grossing film to date, with a worldwide gross of 746 million buckaroos. Barry would then try her hand at the TV with a sci-fi series called Extant. And this was produced by Steven Spielberg, and it only lasted two seasons on CBS. In 2017, Halle Berry would produce and star in the thriller Kidnap. Critics found the film to be lackluster, with one person straight up calling it garbage. It would go on to make $34.8 million off a $21 million budget. Then we would see Halle Berry in the sequel to Kingsman, Kingsman the Golden Circle, playing a person called Ginger Ale. This epic, intense sequel received mixed reviews, many not really appreciating the over-the-top violence. 
and yeah, this one didn't exactly live up to the charm of the first one. But people still went to go see it, making a hefty $411 million. And yeah, you know what, Halle Berry, she fits mighty well in the world of the Kingsman. Speaking of kings, she would do a movie called Kings next. This one about the Rodney King trial. Critics called the film a well-acted missed opportunity, and it didn't even make a million at the box office. My kids are here, oh my god. Oh god, I've been looking all over for you. Then in 2019, Halle Berry would have an epic comeback, returning to the big screen opposite Keanu Reeves in John Wick, Chapter 3. Reminding the world that Halle Berry is still a badass. Sophia, you can't kill the bearer of your marker. I didn't kill you. I just shot you. She plays an ex-assassin and manager of the Continental Hotel in Casablanca. And you know what? It was really refreshing to see Halle Berry be featured in a film like this. You can see that she's genuinely having a good time with this role and is truly dedicated to delivering us the best performance she can in this John Wick movie. So yeah, it looks very fun, but that fun came with a price. Halle Berry actually broke three ribs while filming John Wick 3. And everyone pretty much enjoyed this third installment. It was solid, hard-hitting, and that choreography it was frickin' brilliant. Audiences showed up to this one to the tune of 327 million, and yeah, not many people can hold their own alongside the Baba Yaga himself, Jean Wick. But Halle Berry sure can, and she sure did kick some butt alongside her puppies. And now, after 30 years in the business, Halle Berry is finally stepping behind the camera to direct produce, and star in the Netflix film, Bruised, playing a disgraced MMA fighter, fighting for redemption. And I cannot wait to see how Halle Berry is as a director. And if you think that Halle Berry is done making those big budget, big ass action films, well, you're wrong, she's not done. We're actually just about to see her on the big screen again in the Roland Emmerich-directed sci-fi action disaster, Moonfall. It's a movie about the moon falling. Halle Berry knew from a young age what she was meant to do. Her natural beauty allowed her to succeed at an early age in the world of modeling. Yet she turned that image upside down by starting her career playing roles such as a disheveled crack addict. The true power of Halle Berry is her versatility. The roles that she takes on are never to suit anyone's desires but her own. And she has done that to both great success and some very big failures. But she keeps going keeps pushing herself to tackle new and interesting stories and new complex characters. And yes, you cannot deny that she is one of the most beautiful and talented women to ever live. It's just a simple fact, guys.
She broke new ground by becoming the first black Best Actress winner and continues to make films that people want to see in various genres. And with her new path behind the camera just getting started, I think we still have many more years of greatness to come from Miss Halle Berry. I know for 100% absolute certainty that she will be great. Oops, I hope I didn't jinx anything though. So yeah, nobody should give a f about what the f happened to Halle Berry, because she's doing just fine. Thank you for watching our show. If you like what you see, please subscribe to our Joe Blow Videos channel. Tell your friends who like this sort of content, and turn on the bell to receive notifications for all of our latest videos. We're an independent company, and we appreciate all your support.